Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, today's retirees possibly have more money than any previous generation. And this could mean, you know what, guys, you're also going to pay more in taxes. So coming up, we're going to outline some potential ways you can plan for the taxes of tomorrow. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. And this is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative with Silverleaf Financial. He's an independent and has got better than 30 years in the business. And you got my attention right away, Kevin, when you said plan to pay for the uh, ways to plan for the taxes of tomorrow, because I know they're going to be more than they are today. It's You know what? Isn't it hard to imagine that, they're, that they, they might be the same or they might be lower, right? Because <laughs> Yeah. And does anybody think that? I don't I mean, think I, so. I, you know, I tell you what, I've not met personally. I've not met yet anybody uh, that thinks taxes that thinks honestly, you know, sincerely that taxes will be lower in the future. Right. And it's because we, we all know, you know, that there there's a massive amount of government debt that's been built up over, you know, I don't know how. I think the last five or six presidents. I think Clinton was the last one that we didn't have the debt. Exactly, um, and that goes back to the nineties. You know. Yeah, back. You know, you know, so for 25 years, they've just been, you know, borrowed and borrowing. And, um, you know, so now we're looking at an, an incredible amount of debt. And so I think, uh, you know, what they're going to be doing is, is raising those taxes, right? But the good, the good news as far as the current administration and current talk is it shouldn't hit anybody that's making below, you know, let's say 200 grand or 400 grand as a couple, I believe are the numbers. Okay. I mean, do you believe you that? Know? I believe it for now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I believe it for now. I mean, that's a fair um, question. That's a- <laughs> it, oh, I think it is a fair, I think it is a fair question. You, you, you know, what is, is that, um, you, you know, and one of the things we're going to get into in a little bit, you know, some of the details, I think everybody forgets uh, or maybe just doesn't realize did or maybe they never knew that the tax rates here from a relative perspective are considerably lower than they've been in history. And, and if you go back to the, what the mid forties, the highest tax bracket was over 90%. Oh, cut it out. 90%. 90%. How do you, how do you, how do you put food on the table? <laughs> you know what? They, I, I, I think a lot of people think of the fifties as a fantastic time. No, right. 
don't a lot of people doesn't that have like a isn't that like an era that's you know, oh very well nostalgic regarded. yeah yeah well regarded and nostalgic and you know what the top income earners were paying over ninety percent in taxes Whew. so 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 maybe you, we could pay more in taxes and still be happy right <laughs> I think maybe you're onto something <laughs> you know so I think you know it's just it, it's just, it's just wrapping your mind around it you know and and I think that the higher income people and the higher net worth people um, obviously they're going to be the ones that are going to they're going to pay the higher most likely going to uh, be paying the higher taxes. Sure. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't personally, I don't care for that language, you know, paying your fair share because I mean, who's defining what's fair. And so I, I don't personally like that line, but, but I think the reality is you got to take the tax money from the logical place you can get it. And that's from the folks that are making the most money. Sure. So, so I think, uh, uh, so I think though that, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of people that I work with, they're, they're in that category. And so what we want to do, you know, when, when you look at the amount of ba- money that baby boomers have stashed away in retirement accounts, um, guys, that, those are going to be taxed at ordinary income tax rates. So in other words, it's going to be taxed just like your salary. Okay. So mm-hmm. in other words, it's not going to be taxed like a capital gain. That's the point. And, and so we want to make sure that as you're planning for retirement, that taxes are a big part of the consideration because we want to do everything we can to minimize that tax bill. Uh, I'm sure everybody wants to pay their, you know, what they're legally obligated to pay. I don't want to pay a penny more, but I'll bet you don't. Right. I'll (laughs) bet you don't want to pay a penny more because I know I don't. And, uh, you know, why would you? So, um, you know, so let's plan for those taxes the tomorrow and make sure that you're looking at what you anticipate the taxes to be in the future. In other words, we're not looking, you know, sometimes I like to say, you know, you're looking through the rear view mirror, you know, and that's not really going to help you out going forward. Right. Right. Um, and, and so we want to make sure that we uh, anticipate where taxes are going to go, at, at least try to make an educated guess. And, and so my opinion is, is that rates are definitely going higher for the high income earners. There could be a lot of changes too. You know, for instance, um, you know, some of the, uh, the estate tax exemptions, which right now is, gosh, I want to say it's, you know, what, north of 12 million for a couple. I think so. Um, yeah, I've heard that number it, before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which that, that affects very, very, very few people. You know, so so I don't think it's anything anyone's concerned about. But I remember when I started in the business in the '90s, the the estate tax exemption was six hundred thousand. You know, so a million two for a couple, um, which now that number a lot of people would hit. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, there's a lot of millionaires next door just like that. Yes, there are, and you, you, and, and and you know, it's uh, yeah, million dollars obviously isn't the same today as it was in the past, right? No. no of course. Um, and and you know, we're seeing that we're seeing that with inflation and higher prices, you know. So, but I think, I think what we want to do is, you know, I'm not going to suggest to you that taxes are going back over 90%. <laughs> I think that would, I don't, I, think, probably, I don't think I, we'd stand for that. No, I think there'd be a revolt. I don't think, I don't think that one's going to go, but you know what the reality is? I think if they structured it wisely and, and, be, and okay, I, I'm personally in favor of a significant increase in taxes for the ultra wealthy. So, so anybody with a net worth north of 10 million, I think they can afford to pay a lot more in taxes, and I think we need them to. We need to tax them more, um, you know. And and I think it would you know impact a very very small number of people, uh, you know. But but it could be significant. And and so personally, I think there are ways that we can fix the problems. Like with Social Security, you know, eliminate the cap on the payroll tax. You know, at what one hundred forty, one hundred forty five thousand. Yeah. You stop you stop contributing to Social Security. One one easy solution to me is to eliminate it. Just get rid of it. I don't see. I don't know why there's a cap on that. There's not a cap on Medicare, uh, only on the Social Security side. Hmm. Wow. Well, again, that that's always been a puzzler to me. It was why why there why is that cap there? It doesn't make any sense. Nah, it's it's because one of the politicians, you know, just you know, 
<laughs> maybe somebody has a friend and they didn't want to keep on you know contributing. Yeah, I don't know. well, there you go. It, it does. It does seem like you know the if you've got the right lobbying or special interest group, you can make a lot of things happen for your industry. Sure. Uh, cause, you know, because like the like negotiate like Medicare not being able to negotiate drug prices. For the life of me, I'm amazed at 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 how much resistance that has, considering pretty much like three quarters of the population supports it. You know, but it, but yet the Congress you know Congress won't pass it. Um, so hopefully they're going to do some sort of version that they they are working on at least with the most expensive drugs, and they're talking about putting a cap. For folks that spend a lot of money on out of pockets on, on prescription drugs, they're talking about a cap in there that could that could save you a bunch of money if you are one of those uh, if you're in that circumstance. All right. Well, that that would be a good thing. So, other than that, how how can we how do we do this? How do we navigate through this? Even the way I mean, we don't know what the taxes are going to be, but are there things available to us that we can do today that will make us ready for those taxes yeah. of tomorrow? And and that's exactly that. Let's talk solutions, right? What can sure. you do? And, and, you know, and we'll mention some of the other things, like one of the things that I, that, that uh, a lot of folks don't realize is that your social security check, okay, likely is going to be taxed. Um, if you're a high income person, you put away money, uh, then, then chances are you're going to be receiving additional income in retirement. Uh, and that could trigger your social security benefits being taxed as well. So, so one of the things that I like to talk about is let's talk about a Roth, a Roth IRA. Um, you, you know, you guys know where the traditional, traditional retirement account, like, uh, IRA or 401k, you get the tax deduction when you put the money in there. Uh, it grows tax deferred, and then when you take it out, it's taxed like income. So it's taxed at income tax rates. Mm -hmm. um, but with the Roth, you pay the tax on it now, right? And then when it grows tax free. Now there are rules you got to follow, age age restrictions, and other things that apply. All right, but in essence, the money is going to grow tax free, and it'll stay tax free as long as you stay within the rules, which are which are. Uh, it's pretty easy to do. Right. Well, my, and again, but opinion. working with someone like you, you make it easy in that because you know the rules and you're going to help us uh, make sure that we're involved in it, well, that we don't well, go outside the rules. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's what I do. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, so that's exactly one of the things that I can help you out with. I can help you figure out how to do it. Uh, for instance, some, there is a contribution limit. I should say a, a limit on the amount of money you make in terms of whether you can contribute to a Roth. Okay. So the first thing you want to check out, make sure you know what those, con you know, how much you have in wages First of all, to see if you qualify, you, you know, some of my clients, they make their income is too high, so they cannot contribute directly to a Roth IRA because, because they make too much in the, in the eyes of the IRS. Um, but there's a backdoor Roth, right? Yeah. You can do a, con, you can do a conversion. And so far, they haven't, they haven't put a cap on those. And guys, the reason why I say that, I, I said, I, I've met a lot of folks that say, yeah, I've thought about it. I've heard about it. I just haven't done anything with it. And so what I'm here to do is to encourage you to think about what if they put a cap on it? So, so in other words, let's say if you make over 200 grand, now you're no longer eligible to even convert your IRA to a Roth. How would that make you feel? Well, that wouldn't make me feel good at all. No, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure that it wouldn't. What I'm trying to say is let's not take it for granted that it always continues this way. If it's something that appeals to you or you might, you know, you, you might think makes sense, then talk to your advisor. If you don't have an advisor, Give me a call or just give me a call anyway, and I'll give you a second opinion. And because um, in my opinion, you should really take advantage of the Roth if it won't move you into a higher tax bracket now. That's one thing I think you should be aware of. Um, but let's say it does. Let's say you want to, let's say you've got, I don't know, let's say you, you want to convert 20 grand or 40 grand or 50 grand, whatever the amount is. Um, remember that if it does move you up in a higher tax bracket, guys, that's only for the amount above a certain threshold, right? In other words, when you go to a higher tax bracket, that doesn't mean you're paying higher taxes on dollar one. It just means you're paying higher taxes on, let's say, income over 
120 or 150 or 200 grand or whatever the number is, it's only above that threshold, right? Okay. All right. I get it. So, so in other words, it might make sense. If, if you're a person that, that let, let's say you're paying, I don't know, 30% in taxes now, what do you think is the likelihood that tax might be higher 10 years from now or 20 years from now? I think it could be considerably higher if you look 15, 20 years down the road. Sure. Because, I mean, look at, look at the debt that we have, you know, the national debt. Uh, I think our debt service payments are number four, I believe, line item. In other words, the most expensive thing for the U.S. budget, uh, I believe, is Medicare. And then Social Security and then National Defense. And then I believe the next one is interest payments on our debt. So if you compare that to all the government government programs, I, I believe we're paying more on interest on our debt than we pay for the entire educational system in the United States. Well, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So it's a significant amount of money. And guys, what's going to happen if interest rates start to go higher and the government has to pay higher you know, interest, or I should say the taxpayers have to pay higher interest on all this debt, our debt service payments could become the largest line item bill. All right. And that's scary. That's something personally that scares me. Because, you know, what are the what are the things are we going to have to give up? You know, I mean, are, are we going to be able to continue to pay for all these other programs? And so personally, I'm really glad that that they uh, that Congress just passed the infrastructure bill. I'm glad that we're going to be putting money into fixing the roads and the bridges and these other things, because looking down the road, I think it's going to be that much harder, uh, you know, to, to make a move like that and to get that much money to, to fund it. Um, but we're able to do it now with interest rates at what? One and a half, two percent. Sure. So I, I think I think now's the time to do it. Sure. So again, so the Roth conversion. One one thing about the Roth is, uh, if you're thinking of doing it this year, time is running out. I mean, we're we're a couple of yes. weeks from Thanksgiving, and yes. you know, it's got to be done by the 31st. So if you think about doing it this year, you better get on the phone to Kevin. Uh, you know, eight hundred nine seven five six seven one seven, or go out and visit the website. Reach out to him that way. Silverleafinancial.com. Yes, by, by all means, guys. And there's a lot of information on the website. You know, we put up resources and put up news articles. Uh, we try to keep it fresh every week. And so by all means, please check out the website. There's videos you can check out if you'd like to. And there's also uh, every week we do the podcast. Those are on the website as well. So it's silverleaffinancial.com. Please take a look. Uh, I think you might like it. I think uh, you will too. Yeah. And you know what? The, the guys, one thing I'm, we're getting at, let's say you get into retirement. You've got a couple hundred grand in your Roth IRA. Or maybe even more, right? Nice. The more the better. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it's definitely a case where you know, generally more is better. Um, but let's say you do, right? Because uh, I'll tell you what I'm planning on doing personally uh, for me and my wife is uh, there will be a few years in retirement. I don't know when, but you know, one particular year I'll pick. And, and for that one year, the only income that I'm going to be bringing in is going to be from my Roth. And so that way my Social Security won't be taxable. That'll save me probably five, six grand in, in taxes on Social Security. And so I'll use it five, six grand to, I don't know, do whatever we can. Maybe take a little trip. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Sure. Why not? But, but it's an extra chunk of money. You don't have to pay the government in taxes if you structure it. And, and then we plan it, right? We sit down and we say, okay, for this year or what, you know, whenever it makes sense based on what's going on in your life and your accounts, you know, but I'm not claiming, uh, you know, maybe somebody uh, who, who was the hedge fund guy? Gosh, we heard about it in the news a month or so ago. Oh, yeah. This hedge fund guy has got like, what was it like five billion dollars in his Roth IRA or something? Oh yeah, Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel. Okay, most of us aren't quite that fortunate, right? No, because we didn't. <laughs> but, we weren't at the beginning of PayPal. Oh my gosh, you know, and the way that he did it is seriously under scrutiny. Um, you know, but but you know, if, if somebody's in a fortunate enough position, you've got such a large amount of money in that, then maybe you can you can find your entire retirement 
with a Roth IRA, fantastic. I say congratulations if you're able to do that. Right. Because because then you're never going to get taxed on your Social Security either. And and so now some people don't consider that a big expense, but personally, I, I think you know every dollar adds up is how I look at it. And uh, if you wind up having too much money, well, fantastic. You can give it to charity or your kids or whoever you like. Right. Um, you know, but the other account, the other one that I like to mention to folks that can really save you a boatload of money on taxes, guys, is a health savings account, an HSA. All right. And anybody, uh, especially if you're self-employed and you and you choose your own medical insurance plan, if you do that, because now is the time of year you're doing it, right? Yes. Um, and or, or at least you could. Now is the time of year you can change your plan if, if you qualify. You know, I say if somebody's self-employed, like, for instance, I'm self-employed. So every year I look and see if we want to keep the same plan or do we change it? And, and so when you're looking at health plans, um, most of them have a spot on the, uh, on the information where it says HSA eligible. Right. Okay. Because that's the first requirement. You got to have an HSA eligible health insurance plan. And that means that it meets the rules that the government laid out. Right. Yep. All right. But the great thing about it is that the money you put into an HSA Right. I think the limit is, is uh, what, $3,600 for an individual. For this year. Yeah. And it went up for 2022. That's good news. It's up now up to $3,650 for an individual and uh, $7,300 for a family. So that's up, uh, um, what, uh, just 50 bucks for an individual and, uh, yeah, 100 bucks for the family. Yeah. So it's a a little bit more, but, but, but so if you got 7,300, if if you can put in $7,300 and you do that for, you know, 20 years, you know, so, you, you put in 140, yeah. 150 grand, right? Yeah. And, and then with growth, you could easily have two, 250, 300, who knows? Um, the, the thing is, it's something that you got to do, you know, continuously and consistently over the years to really put, get a good deal of money in there. Unless, unless you happen to you know, be Peter Thiel and you, you're a founder of PayPal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <All> right? <laughs> so, but, but if you're like us mere mortals, you know, I would say, give yourself time and, and we can make it, we can get some very nice growth out of that money. And the nice thing about it, guys, is that, this, the HSA, you know something? The HSA is better than an IRA. It's better than a Roth. It is the single best tax-free account that's available to anybody, any American, I guess I could say. is the only account that you never pay tax on if you use it properly, right? The IRA, you pay tax on the money when you pull it out. The Roth IRA, you pay tax when you put it in. The HSA, you would never pay tax on if you use it properly. And the nice thing about it, is that if you, you can fully fund the HSA, all right, put the money in there, I would say max it out every year. That's what I'm doing. That's what I do with me and my wife. We're going to max it out every year, but I'm paying my medical expenses now out of pocket with other money, okay? And the reason I'm doing that is so that I can let the tax-free money grow, all right? Because the government, the rules allow you to do this. And so I'm going to let it grow for the next you know 15 years or something. And I'll collect all my medical expenses. I'll keep all my receipts, all my records, and then one of those years when I'm, I don't know, 71, 72 years old or something, I'm going to pay myself back out of that HSA account, right? So that'll be tax-free money that I pay myself back, which is perfectly 100% legal as long as you got the documentation. Wow. that I mean, what a remarkable way to be able to take advantage of an HSA to the fullest. And that's exactly what sounds like what you're doing. I mean, goodness, that's that's wonderful. And- uh, and, and see, that's going to give me another year, two, three years. I don't, who knows how many, right? I don't know how, you know, what, what my cost of living will be necessarily then. But, but I believe I'm going to be able to have at least five years um, where I don't pay a dime of tax for Social Security, uh, because in those years I'll be li- I'll be taking withdrawals from my HSA and my Roth IRA, you know. And and I don't know the exact ages, right? And any individual, you can choose when you want to do it. But what I'm saying is, doesn't the idea make sense? 
Because, you know, why pay tax on your Social Security if you don't have to? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? So, so you can structure the payments. We can structure the payments. I can show you how to do it. And, and we'll, we'll just make sure in, in the years we designate, right, that all the income that you need that's in addition to Social Security comes from a tax-free account, therefore keeping your Social Security tax-free. Nice. And those are two those are two of my favorite words, guys, tax-free. <laughs> well, it beats tax-deferred any time. Oh, my gosh. You know, it, well, I mean, look at it, right? I mean, whatever tax bracket you're in, whatever you're getting tax-free, that's saving you 30%, 40%. How much? It's saving you a significant amount of money yes. not having to pay the tax, right? Of which course, means, which means we've all we got more spending power, and we can you know, you can do more things, or you can or you can just save it and let it grow. Yeah. You know what, whatever whatever makes the most sense. But let's do it in a tax smart way, you know, and uh, you know, pay pay what we owe, but not not a dime more. Right. Well, and again, with an HSA, you know, you, you can contribute to that up until you turn sixty five. So it's important the if you're going to be in a, in a high deductible plan to start, just like you said, Kevin, start as early as possible to start funding that HSA. Oh, by all means. You know what? I was talking to one of my clients today that um, uh, actually I went to her wedding. She, she, her, her first husband passed away unexpectedly and, and uh, um, is the only, it's the only Indian wedding I've actually been to, uh, which is very interesting by the way. Sure. Um, You you know, and um, so uh, her son now is about 30 and, uh, and that's what we were talking about is him, him, uh, he's using an HSA, you know, and saving the money. And, and so imagine you, you can uh, just let, so, so you guys know, you can, once you're past 65, unfortunately, you can no longer uh, contribute to an HSA. Um, but up to the age of 65, you can. Now, I'm assuming you've gone on, the person's gone on Medicare. Once you start Medicare, you can contribute to the HSA. But you can use uh, the HSA to pay for Medicare. For parts of it. For yeah. parts of Medicare. Oh, parts not of it. all okay. of it. Not all of it. Not, all, right. all, not all of it, but, but parts of Medicare, yeah. But guys, you can also use the HSA money. Um, I'm glad you said that, Steve, because the thing is, it's the the uh, the expenses you can use your HSA for are wide ranging. Okay, so all your medical, all your dental, you could use it for chiropractic, obviously for any types of, of surgery or outpatient, any 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 visit to to one of these folks, you can use it for you know for vision, for hearing. Um, it, it is very wide ranging, and and prescription drugs, and and so all of these things you could you could pay for on a tax free basis. Now, now think about think about the government studies that have come out or the research studies that have come out recently that are estimating the amount of money you're going to spend on healthcare from 65 and beyond. I'm not talking about before 65. I'm talking about just from 65 beyond is estimated at what, like two hundred thousand dollars a person. Sure. Yeah, that's about okay. right. It's about two hundred grand. So, OK, now, now let's let's extrapolate and let's back up a little bit and say, what tax bracket are you are you in again? OK, if you say 30 percent. Okay, what's the tax savings on two hundred grand? Is it's sixty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're a couple, so you could possibly be saving one hundred and twenty, you know, one hundred twenty thousand dollars or more that you could potentially be saving in in taxes that you don't have to pay because of implementing a strategy such as this and thinking ahead and implementing the strategy is real money, right? <laughs> that's a lot real of money. That's like yeah, real money, guys. That can go a long way. You know, maybe maybe use it for anything you like. You know, maybe you take that hundred twenty grand and, and you put it towards your grandchildren's college education because they'll probably need it. All right, but, right. But there's any number of other things you could allocate that money toward as opposed to paying it in taxes, right? And and so I, I think there's there's some serious money that you can save. Big big money can be saved 
um, by properly utilizing these strategies where you, where you cut down in your tax bill. Well, it sounds to me like uh, the, the only solution here is just give you a call. Just get together and, it, and, and have the conversation and see what you go. Obviously, I mean, you get all fired up about this. You're very excited. It, <laughs> you know what I do? I do. And, and th- th- this, you know, maybe that maybe that sounds you know crazy or I don't know what. To no, folks, no, but. it's I, I like it. I mean, it, I, the, the guy who handles my money or gal, that's what I want. I want that it, passion. Oh, hey, no, I, I appreciate it because it, it does get me excited. And I, and I love it when I when I when I can put together a plan and I say, look, I mean, it's I've got you from A to Z. We got it covered. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, and, and so, yeah, that 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 uh, that makes me that gets me going. What can I say? I, I enjoy it. It, it. A lot of the times these problems, you know, it can be difficult to solve. And but when you can go through it and you can see it, um, it, it just, uh, you know, it's when you kind of sit back in the chair, maybe, yep. you know, and and so. I think it's important, though, because these are significant amounts of money that can be saved, that can be accumulated. And guys, and I did not even mention, just like with a Roth IRA, how you can invest the money, right? Now, if, you, if you're not comfortable with the stock market, you don't have to take risk. There are things we can do that don't have any market risk. So, so Or if you're comfortable with the market, you want to be aggressive. I talked to somebody the other day, um, a beneficiary, actually, of one of my, unfortunately, one of my clients passed away. And, um, and her uh, beneficiaries, they want to be aggressive. And so we, we can do that too. Sure. And, 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 and um, there are ways to do it. And you know what the great news is that the health savings account, I can manage that for you as well. All right. And we can invest that money. All right. And if you want to be aggressive, we can be aggressive. If you want to be conservative, we can do that as well. Uh, we can cover the whole spectrum, however you want to do it. The point is you can put the money in and then you can look to see, you know, growth over time. And, and so, it can be a very significant amount of money that can really be helpful. Um, and you'll be very glad you had it when you get to, you know, when you're in retirement. You Absolutely. Know, so. Absolutely. I mean, as you've said many times, I mean, healthcare, you know, it, we talk about inflation, but I mean, healthcare inflation is a category in and of itself. And, and it's it just, is. it's just going crazy. It's going absolutely through the roof, which is why I'm, I'm actually looking forward to getting on Medicare for what that's worth. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot cheaper. It's going to be a lot cheaper than I'm paying for my own insurance. Well, of course it is. And, yeah. You, you know, and and um, but the, okay, but let me let me actually say I've had some people say, well, Kevin, how do I know if I'm going to have what if you know I'm I'm healthy? I don't have any problems. I might not need that much money in retirement. You know what the good news is? After the age of 65, you can actually convert the HSA. Okay, I, I should. I'm sorry. I, let me. I mis I mischaracterized that. You can use the money from your HSA account. You can spend it on anything you want. If you don't think you're going to have medical expenses, maybe you're 75 or maybe, I don't know, 80 years old. I wouldn't do it when I'm 65. I would wait personally sure, because you're going to get tax-free growth, right? But if you're, if you're in such good health that you think you're not going to spend it on health care, you can actually spend it on whatever you want. And the worst case scenario is you're going to have to pay tax on it. And you know what that makes it? That makes it just like an IRA. Right. Okay. It makes it just like an IRA, just like your 401k. You know, so what's the big deal? Uh, to me, it, it who cares? Um, you know, personally, I would say to hold on to it. And I plan to hold on. If I've still got money in my HSA, I'll, I'll I mean, I'll leave it there to my last breath is what I plan to do. Um, you know, you know, because you can, by the way, you can also use it for long-term care facilities. It could be used oh, for wow. nursing homes, sure. be used for nursing homes. It could be used for medical assistance that you pay for to come to your home. Okay. I happen to live in a, in a, uh, you know, retirement community, right? And, and there's a lot of, I, I've yet to meet somebody that says, no, I'd, okay, I shouldn't say that. I might've met one or two people that say they'd prefer to go to a nursing home as opposed to staying in their house just because they got tired of, you know, tired of having to take care of the house. Um, 
And, and so I have had some folks tell me that, but the great majority, I'd say 90% of the people that I talk to, they want to stay in their house as long as they can. Of course. And so, you know, and so the good news is that there are ways, you know, there's all sorts of home health aides now that can come to your house and do whatever you, pretty much anything you need done, they can take care of, um, you know, but it's a lot cheaper than actually moving into a facility and you can maintain, you know, more independence. So, uh, so what I'm saying is if you had an HSA account, you could use the money tax free for that as well. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's, there, that's just, again, probably one of the most um, overlooked benefits of, uh, you know, saving for retirement is that HSA. I, I, I tell you what, I, 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 I really think enough people aren't paying attention to it, Steve. Uh, and I, because I think there's a chance it could go away. I don't, I don't know that there's any law written that says any of these things can't be taken away. And so my point is, if you can take advantage of it, you owe it to yourself to do it. Yeah. And you, and you, and you should do it now. All right. And I tell you what, as far as, <clears throat> pardon me, as far as taxes go, um, you know, you guys probably heard about Elon Musk selling a chunk of his Tesla, right? Yes, of course. And I have no doubt the reason why he did it is because he thinks taxes are going higher. And, and so, and he's, he's the richest man in the world. Okay. So, you know, he can pay for the best advice, right? So I know right. we're not all, I, I know none of us are Elon Musk, but if he thinks taxes are going higher, all right. And you look at the situation, I, I, guys, I think they're going higher. So if you're sitting on gains or if you're thinking about, for instance, a Roth conversion, this might be the best time to do it, you know, in this calendar year, um, 2021. And obviously, I, I, I'm not giving you specific advice. You need, we need to look at your individual situation, talk to your accountant, your tax people. Um, but you, the clock is ticking. What have you got, about six weeks to go? Yeah, that's and it. And, and, and guys, by the time you get into those last two weeks of December, it can be a nightmare to get things processed. Okay. Trust me. I've been in this business over 30 years. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like for instance, a lot of folks wait, Steve, on, uh, uh, on the required distributions for their IRA. A lot of folks wait and then they say, and, 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 you know, and they'll try submitting something like in the last week of the year. And I have to tell them, guys, I can't, I can't promise you this is going to get done in time because you got to think about it, guys. There's a lot of folks that are taking off for the holidays, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and, and and when do most of them take off? They take off over the holidays. Sure, yeah. All right, so that happens at the care at the companies, the brokerage firms, the custodians. It happens at all those places, just like every place else, right? So you're gonna be so you've got a skeleton staff, and you're gonna overload them with paperwork. Uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Okay, so so if you're planning on doing anything this year, I would say get it going as soon as you can, and, and give folks time, give the companies time to get everything processed, so you don't have any problem hitting that deadline. 800-975-6717 is how you can get started with Kevin. Or again, just visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out to Kevin there. There's a way to connect. And again, that's silverleaffinancial.com. And before we run out of time, Kevin, uh, it was a pretty good week in the market. Uh, does yeah. that mean uh, Pure Growth had a pretty good week? It does. Actually, we, we picked up another 2.5% this week. Oh, good, good. So so right now we are sitting on just over 4 We just passed 40%. For the year wow, today. for the year, man. Yeah, for for the year, net, 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 net of fees, net. Yes, net, net, net. Wow. All right. So, and, and if you guys are interested, that's what I was saying before. Uh, this is an aggressive account. Okay, this is not you know for all of your money. This is only something that I'm doing to demonstrate that I feel I have a, a successful stock selection strategy. That's really what I'm trying to show because wh where I use the stocks is just for a small percentage of somebody's account. So maybe somebody is 90% conservative and we take 10% of their funds and we use it for to what I say to let's add some horsepower. All right. Mm -hmm. For other people, it's not, it's not appropriate. It's definitely not appropriate for everybody. Okay. But, um, 
for, for, for this year so far, we're, it's up, we're up 40% to date. I talked about some of the holdings um, that we had last time. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned Ryder, Group One Systems, uh, Hibbit Sports, um, you know, Group. And, and so AutoNation is another one that's, had, that's been doing re- done really well for us. Um, you, you know, so what I'm doing is, is I'm picking stocks based on pre-established rules from some of the most successful investors of all time. Um, and I'm using that along with independent research and, and some other things too. Uh, but so far about two out of three, we're right about one out of three. I've been wrong. Um, but on a net basis, we're up just over 40% for the year. So if you would like more details, I'd be happy to give them to you. Just feel free to give me a call anytime. And so Kevin, I'm curious because I know you say that, that you don't hold on to these stocks very long. If, if things start to change, you get rid of it. Do you have any stocks in that pure growth that you've had since the beginning, since a year ago, July? Since a year ago, no. No. <laughs> no okay. All right. That's def- what I was no, getting def- at. Is that, yeah, that def- you're 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 out there, you're making changes all the time. It's uh, a lot of the time. <laughs> a yeah. lot of the time, yeah. With this portfolio. But again, this is this is uh this is not how I manage everybody's account. Don't get me wrong. This is not how you know the oh, rest no, of, of the course account not. is managed. No, know? this is just but because it, you want to. Yeah, this this is because this is an aggressive account. That's the purpose of the account. It's a short-term trading account. So now I'll tell you the longest position that I've held, I think I've held since I think since June. Um, really? It is yeah, that's the oldest position that I currently have. Okay. All right. Um, you know, and and for instance, Hibbit Sports, I mentioned last week, it was up over um one week ago, it was up over 10% for the day. And I'm this I sold. I'm out. Um and and so uh I what I'm looking for is a sweet spot of these stocks. I'm looking for it to move basically immediately. And and when, when I'm wrong, um, I try to limit the loss. Most of the losses that I've taken are single digit. So four five, six, seven, eight percent losses. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so the re- you know, because when I, I have specific, you know, we have specific reasons for, for purchasing these stocks and we're looking for certain things to happen. And when they don't happen, uh, in my opinion, you, you need to, you know, you need to reconsider. Um, and so that's when I, that's when I'll pull the plug. And, and so um, this is best done in one of those accounts like we just talked about. In other words, a tax-free account, all right? Yes. Otherwise, you're going to get hit with high taxes on an account like this. So it's not, it's not advisable you know, for a regular account. Um, this is best done in a tax-deferred or tax-free account. All right, fair enough. Well, I mean, again, that, that, what a fun show, Kevin. Boy, the, I mean, the, the education on the HSA alone is certainly worth the, uh, worth the price of admission, so to speak. And, and I'll tell you what, that is a perfect, in my opinion, if you, if, if it's, if it's the right risk tolerance, you know, for you, that is a perfect account. Okay. To, yeah. uh, for this type of activity, in, in my view, as long as it's a set for, you know, just for a piece of your portfolio, but a tax-free account like that is ideal. Do you have clients that are, are you know, doing what, you know, taking your advice on that HSA and, and have they yes. been contributing over the years? Yes, I, I, I do. Unfortunately though, um, a lot of people are in, are in, uh, you know, they work for a big company and yeah. their company health insurance plan isn't HSA eligible. Sure. I mean, it's so better. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the situation a lot of folks are in. Um, they're like, well, I like my insurance plan though. I don't want to change my insurance. And, and so, so that, that does prevent a lot of folks from being able to take advantage of the HSA, but I do have, I do have other clients uh, that are definitely taking advantage of it. All right. Good. I, I mean, again, I was just curious because the way you talk about it, I, I would get excited about it and just do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it, yeah. It, well, you, you know, it, when you think, if you really understand, you know, what options you have, then you're going to recognize that the HSA is the best one, period. End of story, full stop, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it a lot. Well, on that note, let's uh, go ahead and wrap it up. What do you think, Kevin? What are you going to leave us with? I mean, it was kind of an interesting week in the market. Um, and, uh, you know, it was more up than down. So, I mean, and it, more yeah, records were set. So are you feeling optimistic? I, I am. You know what? You know, what I'll tell you what's been puzzling to me is this bond market. You know, interest rates started to go up and then they went back down again. And so that's so it's kind of a different we're getting, in my opinion, there's a kind of a mixed signal coming from the bond market versus the stock market, because the stock market is, 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 in my view, doing well. We had a little bit of weakness there, guys. So I don't know. You know, personally, I'm fully invested again in terms of, you know, the trading account. Um, you know, so I, I think, the, you know, typically we're in a seasonal strong pattern. So I would stick with it, guys. I would check your allocations, make sure you're not overexposed to one area versus the other. Um, but I think I think the market looks good. I think, uh, you know, I would I would be in, I would stay fully invested and keep on investing into your portfolio. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, members FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.